Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, and anything that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Everybody that knows me knows I'm an avid exerciser. And here's why. What else can you do that's going to keep your brain healthy, is good for your heart, good for your immune system, good for stress reduction, good for weight loss, doesn't cost anything except a good pair of shoes, nothing. Whereas diet is number one, exercise is going to be a close number two for your health, vitality, and longevity. And although I love supplements, vitamins, and I take the best every day, there's only going to be a supplement to your good diet and lifestyle. You really have to pay attention to the basics and movement, just moving can make a world of difference in your health. And that's why I always want to give you things that are doable, actionable ways for you to stay as healthy as possible. We'll start with what exercise does for us. And then I'm going to tell you how much and what type of exercise. And finally, how to get started when you aren't doing anything, perhaps. Yes, because exercise rocks. In fact, my clients know that I put together a list of over 31 things that exercise does for you with just a little moving. Of course, you got to get your doctor's approval and, and start by just moving a little. Anything is great. I'm going to give you tiny little atomic tips on how to get moving later. But first, I want to give you some really interesting new research on exercise. Of course, now... Research is coming on with COVID and exercise, and research has found that exercise is even a great tool against severe COVID. You know, this virus is everywhere. If you haven't had COVID yet, you probably will. We've all been exposed to it. No matter how hard we try to avoid it, we can't. Wearing a mask is really just like putting up a chain link fence fence to keep out mosquitoes. This virus is teeny tiny and it wants to have hosts. The trick is to be a poor host. Don't let it get you. Do everything to be a poor host to this virus and all other viruses or disease. The good thing is though, everything you do to help prevent COVID we are also helping to prevent cancer and heart disease and dementia and obesity and all those other chronic diseases of Western culture. We need to eat better, be optimal in certain nutrients like D and zinc and C, take other precautions. But now we're finding out that the vaccine doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting COVID. It may decrease a severe reaction, but so do a lot of other things like exercise. I'm going to give you the research in a bit. But first, we know that who is at risk for severe reactions to COVID? Older people. And we can't do anything about that. But the risks include cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity, which is a BMI of over 30. In fact, without any other disease, if you have a BMI of over 40, you are a significantly higher risk of death from COVID compared to a BMI of 24, which is normal weight. Find what your BMI is and, you know, see where you land because you got to do something about it. Here's a couple examples. If you're 5'11", 
and around 215 pounds. That puts you at a BMI of 30. That is obese. That is the category of obesity. If you can get down to 175, you have totally reduced your risk. And if you're 5'5", that's the difference between 145 pounds and 180 pounds. Excess weight is something you should not ignore. We really need to tackle this one head on. And now I'm going to tell you something that is crazy disturbing. The U.S. has the highest rate of obesity compared to any other country in the world. The Midwest has about a 34% rate, where that's about one in three. But Van Wert County, a whopping 41% obesity. We are so darn lucky we haven't been hit harder with COVID. 41% of our population is obese. That's four out of 10 people in Van Wert, and that increases your risk of getting really sick with COVID. Of course, diet is the biggest contributor by far, but let's look at the benefits of exercise because losing weight takes time, but you can really be reaping the benefits of exercise immediately. You can become metabolically fit, and that's amazing. Research is suggesting that regular exercise may reduce the risk of the acute respiratory distress syndrome. That is the major reason why people die from COVID. We are looking at everything to see why some people get really sick with COVID, while other people only have mild symptoms and some people no symptoms at all. The question is, why? One reason, exercise, it turns out. The University of Virginia, they did an in-depth review of already existing medical research, and they found that there is an antioxidant known as extracellular superoxide dismutase. And when you exercise, you produce a lot of it. Well, that superoxide dismutase, we call it SOD for short, it is a fantastic antioxidant that actually hunts down and neutralizes harmful free radicals. So it's protecting every cell and helping to prevent disease in general. And when you exercise, it turns out you're making a form of SOD that even in a single session of exercise, it's going to produce a lot of this antioxidant. So regular exercise has far more benefits than we ever knew. Other research finds that people testing positive for COVID who exercise regularly before they got sick were the least likely to be hospitalized regardless of BMI. They're metabolically fit, even if they are obese, if they regularly exercise, like vigorously walking, vigorously walking as opposed to slow walking, that's where you get the maximum benefits. So we need to get a little glow going. So walk like you're late for a meeting and you're going to get the best benefits. So diet and exercise to prevent problems with this pandemic is yet another reason to take really good care of yourself. It's not accidental. And there's more. Now we're going to talk about chronic disease and exercise. So if you don't know it by now, let me tell you that all of the common 
chronic problems that overload our overexpensive healthcare system are preventable. Preventable, according to the CDC. And lack of exercise is a major cause of this. In fact, heart disease and cancer, both considered chronic diseases, account for nearly half of all deaths in the United States in 2010. Inactivity, sitting is the new smoking, it leads to what we now refer to as toxic fat, that spare tire, the abdominal fat, the visceral fat that's dangerous when it comes to disease risk. It crowds the organs and the abdominal fat is what's associated with the following. Heart disease and all those markers, including high blood pressure and high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance that We've done whole shows on insulin resistance and everything that causes, including infertility in women, cancer, depression and anxiety, neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's and other dementia types, obesity, asthma, joint pain and arthritis, renal failure, blood clots, impairment of mobility, and shortening of what now we call the health span. And of course, that all leads to the last one, increased Healthcare costs. I know what I have paid on my health care in the last 50 years now that I'm on Social Security. I mean, I haven't had a single outright payment for, I don't know, 34 years. Okay. So, 2017, a report published in the American Physiology Society says a sedentary lifestyle has been linked to health problems, including reduced gray matter in the brain. Boy, nobody wants that. Increased depression and anxiety, loss of strength and mobility, impaired immune function, and worsened heart health. That all is from a sedentary lifestyle. So if there's no other reason to get yourself a good pair of tennies, that's going to do it. So even if you don't see dramatic weight loss, if you become metabolically fit by getting rid of that abdominal fat, And walking quickly, I mean, that's all you have to do. Time and time again, I have seen people who carried a little extra weight to be metabolically fit and hormonally healthy. Exercise eventually is going to help take the weight off, but you get improvements quickly and in a lot of other areas. Immediately, things that are improved with exercise includes it gets your blood going, gets your circulation to bring more oxygen to the cells. It improves your mood and attention. With all that blood swirling around, some of it is sure going to go to your brain. And that is such a good thing. It gets your brain cells fired up, keeps you more energized and alert while protecting the brain against inflammation that can lead to dementia, depression, and other things. Also, exercise is going to give you more energy. You know, when you get home after a long, stressful day at work, the last thing you want to do is exercise. But when you do, you're going to feel great, energized, better all the way around because exercise releases happy hormones. Those neurotransmitters like endorphins and serotonin, dopamine, gives you that post-workout stress relief and a little workout high that we now are calling the endocannabinoids. In a 2015 report, the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges, which is a consortium of 21 medical institutions in the UK and Ireland, called exercise, quote, a miracle cure. That's what they said. 
So for the heart, it reduces high blood pressure. It helps get you good HDL cholesterol. It defends against diabetes. It helps prevent muscular skeletal diseases like arthritis and osteoporosis. You know, you'd think exercise puts extra weight on your joints. Conventional thinking would have you lead you to think that it's gonna give you more joint diseases, not less. However, it's stimulating joint repair at the same time. So it actually increases strength and flexibility and increases your mobility range and reduces pain. So you are making more cartilage when you exercise. And also, it's going to increase your stability, so you're not going to be so apt to fall and have injuries. And of course, you know, I don't want to beat this with a stick, but boosting brain health. One of the best ways that exercise helps us is improves brain health, has a chain reaction in the whole body. You know, the, the brain, when you're exercising, the brain triggers signals of inflammation. and that is going to be at the root of all diseases that we are talking about here. So exercise is gonna stimulate chemicals in the brain that affect the growth of brain cells. It's gonna help your memory. And when you exercise, you're gonna get more of those chemicals. That's why we call it miracle Grow fertilizer for the brain. But also, regular exercise improves the integrity of the white matter as well as the gray matter. So that's among other things, is going to give you higher cognitive performance. It's also going to decrease several forms of cancer. National Cancer Institute pooled a bunch of data from 1.5 million people in the United States and Europe, and they found increased physical activity was found to lower the risk of 13 different types of cancer. Oh my gosh. So, okay, so it improves your mood and helps appetite, aids with sleep, supports a better immune system, everything. I mean, the list goes on and on. So how much exercise do you need? Well, now you know how and why exercise increases severity. So now how much do we need to do? First of all, let me say anything is good. I don't care if you just do armchair exercises or do a few leg lifts during a TV commercial anything to do to get you just started. When I first went back to exercise, I just did five minutes whenever I put a load of laundry in. I got on the treadmill and for five minutes, I, I did it. Every time I put a load in, I did five minutes. Pretty soon, I felt like doing more. Now that's where it starts. Anything counts. You don't need to do a crazy amount of exercise. In fact, doing five minutes frequently throughout the day is better for you than doing an hour at the gym and then sitting the rest of the day. American Heart Association is recommending 150 minutes total a week. And that's believed to reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke. Children need to be exercising an hour every day. You would be amazed how little exercise kids are getting these days. So aerobic recommendations are anything that's gonna get you breathing harder and your heart works faster. Examples, running, fast walking, CrossFit workouts, and I'm a big fan of the HIT workout, the high intensity interval training. Oh boy, it, it gives you the same benefits of things that take a heck of a lot longer in a much shorter time. 
The app I recommend all my clients to get started with is Seven. It's a big orange Seven. Download it. And it just takes seven minutes. Modify, modify, modify. But oh, it is terrific. So find what you like. Start there. If you don't know, get on YouTube and check some things out. If you enjoy swimming, swim. If, if you've got a dog, take your dog for a brisk walk after dinner. Then we want to have strength training, weight training, super slow training is my favorite, or yoga. They provide muscle strengthening activities. You got to do that a couple times a week. Right now, I love the super slow weight training. Bang for your buck. And I'm all for getting the maximum amount of effect in the shortest amount of time. And that's the super slow. So if you want to reduce your risk for a bad viral infection, if you want to prevent heart disease, diabetes, obesity, dementia, depression, arthritis, reduce your inflammation, reduce blood pressure, protect your brain cells, protect by reducing visceral fat and weight gain and improving insulin sensitivity, you need to start exercising. So here are some things to help you get started. You can first just start walking in place, set a timer and go maybe every day before your day starts. That's a little, little bit to get you going. Or maybe just do some leg lifts when you're watching TV. Or maybe just do some push-ups on the kitchen counter when you're letting the water boil for dinner. Or just start by doing something every day. How about this? To do, I do a plank and then just add one second every day. I love a good old plank. And if you don't know what it is, it's just being on the floor on your toes and your hands or elbows, and that's holding your whole body up in a straight position. You are straight as a plank of wood. Hold as long as you can, and every day, add one second. When I start doing my plank challenge, I put my yoga mat out in the bedroom corner, and before I got in bed, I had to plank. It's a great reminder just to see the mat there, and I just had to plank. Nothing big. And then every day, add one second. And the benefits, tremendous. Try it. You're going to see your back's going to get stronger. Your core, your abs, your shoulders, your legs, everything gets stronger. Just a plank and one extra second every day. Try it. Let me know. You know, and then I like to keep track on the kitchen counter. If I'm trying to start a new goal, I'll get a highlighter and give myself a big star every time I do that new activity. It's surprising how something as little as this can be so encouraging. Give yourself a 30-day challenge and do something you consider exercise every day. I really think the hardest thing is just to put your shoes on. I had a client once that just put her shoes out where she could see them. Made all the difference. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will encourage you or someone you love to do something healthier every day. You can listen to this again or any of my shows on my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. So have a great day. Get moving just a little bit more today. Maybe give yourself a 30-day challenge to take better care of your body. Only you can.